Hey everyone, this is Gabby and Karim, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Tune in each week to hear us talk about the journey of getting into med school. From GAMSAT to medical interviews, get the insider scoop from med students who have done it all before. So So stay stay tuned tuned and and get get ready ready to get get med ready. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We're continuing on with our medical interview series at the moment, but before we jump in, I will just do an acknowledgement of country. So I would like to acknowledge the traditional and rightful owners of the land in which I am on today, that is the Yorta Yorta land. I would like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, as well as pay my respects to any First Nations people who are listening to the podcast today. So today we have station four. Anna is our student and Emily is our examiner. And we did standard timing, one minute reading, six minute answering time. And it was quite a big station with a public health focus. So the opening statement is, what are some of the public health issues associated with sedentary lifestyles? Let's jump in. Okay, Anna, your one minute reading time is up if you'd like to start answering the question. Thank you. Um, So the question is, what do you know about sedentary lifestyles? Um, I would say sedentary lifestyles um, uh, are a reason for a cause of metabolic diseases um, nowadays. So basically, sedentary lifestyle, my take from that is, um, you know, when you don't exercise enough um, and probably maybe eat uh, overeat. So I reckon that that leads to metabolic uh, diseases um, and metabolic diseases lead to type 2 diabetes, um, cardiovascular diseases and cancer. Um, and Australia, um, non-communicable diseases uh, play a large part in our health system. Um, and that's the fight we're up against currently. What factors can contribute to a sedentary lifestyle? Um, The factors that could contribute towards a sedentary lifestyle will be um, insufficient exercise, um, just not getting around and moving too much, uh, working in an office environment um, all day on the computer can also cause um, you to have a sedentary lifestyle. Um, And even like being a student, Um, and studying lots and not having the exercise available, uh, the exercise that we need um, in our lives every day that could, that leads to sedentary lifestyles as well. What are a doctor's responsibilities in terms of helping patients with their weight and fitness goals? Um, Doctors are, Um, doctors are lucky in the sense that they are able to um, spot these changes when uh, they're visited by their patient and perhaps um, talk to their patients about, say, if they've put on a little bit of weight to maybe hop on the scales um, and try and find out uh, how to reduce that weight or perhaps what's causing the weight as well. Uh, A lot of times it could be stress from work, Uh, that uh, could create the increase in weight. 
um, and just like talk to them about it so there can be an early intervention so that they can do something about it um, uh, for the patient. How can doctors act as role models? Um, I just feel that uh, doctors can probably have uh, uh, a good, a good health and and um, good health. So when the patient comes and sees them, um, they're not struggling themselves. They're nice and healthy um, and happy and well, well balanced, so that they can help their patients um, lead better lives. So the doctors have to, I guess, um, they're in a role that. Uh, they're, they're role models for their patients, really, to have a uh, healthy lifestyle. So that, that would be a good start. Okay. You still have a bit of time left. So if you'd like to add anything to any of your answers, you can do that now. Um, doctors could also, when if patients need information as to um, what sort of exercises to do, they could give suggestions, um, perhaps like start with simple exercises, just as uh, such as like walking every day uh, for an hour, something that's uh, practicable um, and the patients can do straight away without having it too complicated, like going to a gym um, and places that they wouldn't usually go to or that would deter them. Okay, um, you still have a couple of minutes. Um, it's up to you if you'd like to finish the station or keep going. Um, I think I'll keep going, thanks. Yeah, feel free to um, keep adding to your answers. Sorry, what was the question was about the responsibility of the doctor? Yep. So the question was, what are a doctor's responsibilities um, in terms of helping patients with their weight and fitness goals? Yep. Um, and also um, probably encourage, um, I have heard a lot about um, functional medicine recently um, and many patients uh, go to see their doctors because they're feeling unhealthy and unwell and probably like catching up with the patients quite often to see how they're going and just keep track of them, uh, give them like motivation and being a positive role model um, towards your patients um, could ultimately prevent them from having, you know, heart attack and um, heart attacks in the future and just looking after their, their health uh, so that they don't end up um, as a statistic. Okay, thanks, Anna. Um, so that just brings us to the end of our time. Before Emily gives our students some feedback, I will just let you know about a cool organisation that I think you may be interested in. Commenteer is a virtual volunteering platform using tech for good. Join to be a part of a community that will develop your professional skills and build your social CV while growing your empathy for those in need. It helps you connect with different organisations to help you get involved with volunteering and extracurriculum activities that you actually care about and that align with your passions. So check the links in the show notes to visit their website and let us know if you have any questions. Now let's get to the feedback. 
Um, so the first station was, what do you know about sedentary lifestyles? Um, and you mentioned um, it's linked to metabolic diseases, which I think was a really great point um, to bring up. And it just so shows your sort of medical understanding um, and the medical sort of implications of what a sedentary lifestyle means. Um, and I really like how you expanded on that to include um, non-communicable diseases and also some examples of those such as like heart disease and diabetes. So I think that was a really key element um, to touch on. Um, I think other things that could have been done to improve your answer, um, simple things like even just defining what a sedentary lifestyle means to you. So it is sort of a lifestyle that involves a lot of sitting down or lying down with very little to no exercise. Um, and then because of this sort of decreased energy expenditure, it leads to weight gain. And that's when you get all your um, sort of complications, which you touched on. Um, I think another thing to acknowledge is that it is a really big um, public health issue at the moment um, and it's gradually affecting more and more people um, and it's even starting to affect children as well. Um, so, yeah, just acknowledging that it's a big public health issue and um, I guess the implications that it has. So if there's a lot of individuals who are presenting with these sort of metabolic diseases, um, as a consequence of their sedentary lifestyle, like the impact that has um, even on the health system and the type of presentations doctors might um, have to start dealing with on a more frequent basis. Um, and another key element to the answer um, that I would include is that the drivers of a sedentary lifestyle, um, it's all multifactorial. So there are a lot of things contributing to this on like lots of different multiple levels um, from individual factors, but largely sort of environmental factors and drivers. Um, and I guess when you get a station like this, you can sort of get an inkling as to where the questions are going to head. And in a public health station, it's likely you're going to have to talk about the factors that contribute to a particular public health issue. Um, did you have any questions with that at all? Um, no, that sounds that sounds spot on. Um, yeah, I missed out on saying like what you said, that it's a huge public health issue and a lot of children um, also are um, like ob ob obesity within children as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and no, you definitely touched on some key elements there. Um, I think, yeah, definitely mentioning that it's linked to so many communicable diseases is a big part of what that answer requires. So really well done. Thank you. Um, the next part is... What factors can contribute to a sedentary lifestyle? Um, and you spoke about, yeah, decreased exercise and things like um, working environments and occupations driving sedentary behaviour, which is definitely a really key point of this um, question. So well done. I think you could even emphasise that a little bit more about um, while individual sort of factors and choices may lead to decreased exercise, it's really those environmental drivers that contribute to a sedentary lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned the work environment, occupation, even things like increased screen time. Um, you know, people don't go play sport for entertainment as much as they used to. Now it's all TVs, gaming, everything that's driving you to sit down. Um, even the way, like, 
towns are planned makes everything really convenient, everything sort of closer together. You don't need to walk as far. Um, you have conveniences, like you can get your groceries delivered or food delivered to your house. You don't even, um, you're sort of losing that incidental exercise as well. Um, and also back to, the set, I guess, that individual level is that um, there may be a sort of lack of education within the population that people aren't aware of those risks of the communicable, communicable diseases that you mentioned um, earlier. Um, so I think your key point was like spot on, but you could have really like honed in on that and just expanded it a little bit more. Um, how did that sound to you? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess I should really look at the basics and start from there before I kind of hop up, to, you know, hop up to other areas. So I should just mm -hmm. describe what you're asking um, so mm -hmm. that the, I guess the person who's asking the question actually knows that I understand what's mm -hmm. being asked of me. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a really good point. And as well, you did it in the last, um, sort of towards the end of the station. But if you do ever need to... Um, have a question repeated or clarified, that's more than fine. You'll never lose points for that. Um, and a lot of the time in the real interviews, you might actually have the questions in front of you on the table. Um, so that would, yeah, really be helpful. So never hesitate to ask. I definitely did that in my interviews as well. And okay. I'm here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. Um, the next question was, what are doctors' responsibilities? in terms of helping patients with their weight and fitness goals. Um, I think a really great point that you brought up is that you said that it's your responsibility to sort of recognise when sort of a sedentary lifestyle and the implications of that may be a problem for a patient um, and that it's your responsibility to sort of initiate, yeah, like treatment or like an early intervention. And I thought that was just fantastic. Um, so really well done there. Um, just related to that, extra things you could discuss are things like um, highlighting the importance of preventative medicine, which try, um, ties in really well with what you mentioned. Um, other responsibilities might be um, things like aiming for lifestyle modifications before you start prescribing sort of pharmacological agents. Um, then on the other side of that, you can talk about the sort of responsibilities of the doctor in terms of their behaviour maybe and how they interact with the patient. So it's the doctor's responsibility to not be judgmental and to sort of um, form a partnership with the patient where they can form a team and address this issue together. Because um, I think, you know, people being judgmental about these issues would be a major barrier to why people might not get started um, to sort of yeah, change change their lifestyle. So creating that open discussion and non-judgmental environment might be that, you know, first step. Um, yeah, then just like other practical things you can mention, it's like doctor's responsibility to really facilitate that process. They could suggest things like meal plans or referrals to dietitians, you know, local personal trainers, just really practical elements. Um, and I think in general, if a question sort of ask you for like how or what can be done it's really good to provide those sort of practical examples I guess it shows a bit of a level of critical thinking and the last question was how can doctors act as role models um I think yeah 
you touch on that really well um, by providing suggestions. And yeah, I guess it comes back to that thing I mentioned for the last patient about creating that non-judgmental environment and being supportive and um, yeah, even creating an environment that is healthy. So if you have a GP clinic, don't have vending machines all in your foyer, you know, maybe you have fresh fruit and things like that. Um, but overall, really well done. I should have done this at the start, but how did you feel you went? Um, I, the, with the last question, I felt like they struggled a lot because I didn't really know what direction, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, where I was going to go because there's so many different things that I could say on how a GP could be a role model. So I wasn't really sure like whether I was um, answering the question, but I don't know. I think I did terribly. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You definitely touched on some like really key elements across all of the questions. So you yeah, didn't do okay. terribly. You did really okay, well. Great. Yeah, um, it's just all about like expanding those things and you will come across questions where you are a bit a bit stuck um, and it is important to just, you know, you do have time in the station. You can take a couple of seconds just to sort of gather your thoughts and formulate a bit of an answer. Um, yeah, I think it's just really about expanding on what you know and what you've already said and just really just, yeah, teasing that out to fill the time really. Um, but yeah, I you didn't do terribly that, at all. <laughs> I felt like I, and also it's a really good point. Thanks for mentioning it because I felt like I jumped straight into the question, like with my answers, without even knowing what I was going to say. So I'm going to mm-hmm. have a think about it and then sort of plan it in my head a little bit more. Yeah, and that's def- definitely a mistake I like personally made in my own medical interviews. Um, when I was practicing with friends and things like that, I would take that time. And then on the day, you know, the nerves are running high and it feels like, oh, i got to answer this straight away. But just having that mental reminder, just wait a few seconds, gather your thoughts, and it'll make the world of difference because you're better off taking that time and coming up with a really well-formulated, thought-out answer than, like, rushing straight into it and um, sort of losing track of even what the question is, which I know I do that in my interview. I'd be like, oh, what was that again? I'd have to clarify so many times. Um, but yeah, it's honestly just practice makes perfect. And the more that you um, practice and you'll come across stations and the chances are on the day you might come across a station that's pretty similar to something you've practiced. Um, so every time you do a practice like this, it's like, yeah, so beneficial. So you're really well done. Okay, I hope you found that episode useful and you learned something from it. Public health stations can be quite tricky and overwhelming. So it's definitely something that I recommend practicing. Our mock MMI weekends are coming up. They're running in every weekend of September. So check out our website to sign up for a time slot that suits you to help you get some more practice and some feedback from examiners who have done it all before. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.